We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Tuesday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio here. Uh, still headed to January 1. Ole Miss and Baylor from the Caesars Superdome. Um... Last time Dave Aranda was there, it went pretty well with LSU back in 2019. We will uh, better than it went for Ian Book last time he was there. Oh Jesus! Yeah, we'll uh, try to avoid that even happened last night. Um, look at press conferences with things that Dave Aranda and Lane Kiffin said yesterday. We'll look at a uh, story ESPN about Matt Corral. I thought was interesting in a couple different ways. Little uh, basketball news in a couple different directions, and uh, and more coming up on today's show. Show brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. Remember to uh, get 10 free bucks. It's pretty easy. You head to the pump, any Blue Sky location in Mississippi, and you can get that by taking a picture of the QR code at the pump, hit a couple buttons, 1,000 points, 1,000 bonus points, 10 bucks right there at the tank when you're filling up there, courtesy of the Blue Sky location in Oxford and throughout Mississippi. Also, uh, lunch specials, five sixty nine, two sides of bread, 32-ounce drink, and all the other favorites here at the Oxford Exxon. Again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. We are Clark Fords in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. that number. Call it. Ask for uh, Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes and business hours right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote, and the rest is up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do. And let's hop into a Clark Ford today, 662-257-1900. Guest will join us on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline, Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford, burgers, po'boys, um, appetizers, full bar, great beer selection, all of that and more at Rafters on the Square and also Rafters in New Albany. We have a um, pretty comprehensive Sugar Bowl notebook up at rebelgrove.com, Dave Aranda, Lane Kiffin, um, delayed arrivals, red zone talk. Respect from Matt Corral and more. All of that is brought to you by the Clearwater Group. We have a lot of listeners who are either 
business owners or executives for a variety of different companies. Periodically, I know many of them have projects or issues being dealt with by our state legislature or one of the numerous state agencies in Jackson. No matter what, you have to get it dealt with and you want to make sure you get the best results possible for your business. If you need guidance for how to successfully navigate through state government, I recommend you reach out to the Clearwater Group. Clearwater Group's been working with Chase and me for years. They're in the lobbying business. They have an exceptional reputation in this world, and that really matters. So if you need some guidance on how to move forward or an issue with state government or even larger local governments, you should reach out to them and get their advice. Just email them at austin at clearwatergroup.ms or look them up on the web at clearwatergroup.ms. I'm going to be loading the MPW Digital pregame show tonight. It'll be a live stream. Most everything's recorded, but you can come in, chat if you'd like. Uh, have all that up. It's brought to you by Walk-On Sports Bistro. They put everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering Louisiana cuisine, po'boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like juicy burgers, fresh salads, quality fresh ingredients you can't help but crave. Uh, Walk-On Sports Bistro's at 1737B University Avenue in Oxford and also 720 Highland Colony Parkway in Ridgeland. Walk-On's Sports Bistro, more than a restaurant. So, as he mentioned, today's uh, coverage brought to throughout the week by the Clearwater Group, but today focused on defense. It will be um, their uh, turn at the podium. You don't hear from Ole Miss assistants very often. That will happen today. Is it Durkin and Partridge? Is it both of them? It's Durkin and Partridge and five defensive players, and then the Baylor offensive coordinator and five, five Baylor, Baylor offensive players. Okay. And then tomorrow, as predicted, it will flip flop. It will flip. So tomorrow we'll get Jeff Levy. Okay. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. I kind of like. I I knew he was coaching, but it kind of like was like, oh, yeah, that's that's yeah. That's, we'll get Jeff Levy tomorrow. Yeah. Which could be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of the Saints and Corral, Corral has been a name that's at least been bountied about with the uh, the Saints there in the middle of the first round, as they do have some quarterback issues for damn sure. Uh, right now, again, they get they get Simeon and Taysom Hill back, but nobody thinks they're going to win games. That was the death nail, I think, last night. It would be very difficult, A, to win the next two games, period, no matter who they play. But then on top of it, they're out so many dudes that, I mean, they were down like 20 players last night. Um, who do they have left? They got it, it's somebody with a winning Sunday. record. It's Atlanta and somebody else. But it's a deal where – the Saints fans were really frustrated. It was like, well, why didn't the NFL move it a day? Why didn't they do something? Panthers and Falcons. Why didn't they do something to help them? It wouldn't have helped at all. They only would have got, like, Troutman back. Well, that wasn't changing the outcome of the game last night, right. the way the, the COVID protocols were set up. They just – it was they were sunk. Dolphins have played well. They're 7-0 and since the trade deadline. Yeah. Um, What do you make of – I know it means absolutely nothing, but that is such a ridiculous stat that Notre Dame quarterbacks have lost their last 24 games as an NFL quarterback. Take go back to, like, Brady Quinn. He is the last one to win a game. They are 0-24 in their last 24 starts in the NFL. It means nothing. Yeah, it doesn't mean much. Um, I don't know. I'd have to think about what I thought it meant. It's – coincidence to some degree well yeah like if Notre Dame had a first round quarterback you're gonna go you know what I'm not gonna take him because there's right right, right. I, 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 if, but if, it, it tells you that the elite quarterbacks aren't going there oh you think it means that 
Does it mean we're overhyping the Notre Dame quarterbacks because they're winning games? Of course. We overhype a lot of things based on brand. I mean, Notre Dame is the name brand in the grocery store. As opposed to the, you know, the Kroger brand that's sitting right there next to it that is essentially the same product, but a dollar less. Yeah. You pay for the golden helmet and the tradition and touchdown Jesus and the NBC contract and all that stuff, sure. When you play quarterback at Notre Dame, you get lots of exposure. Doesn't mean that you're better than the guy at Marshall. Just means that you get more exposure. Book was a fine college quarterback, but no one ever watched He Ian. was fine. You never watched Ian Book and said, that guy's going to go win games in the NFL? No. If you'd put Ian Book, even when they draft him, you went, "Hold on, what?" Well, if you'd put Ian Book at Kentucky or Arkansas or South Carolina, it'd been fine. It'd have been fine, but nobody would have gone, "Man, that dude's lighting up the SEC." I mean, I'm trying to think of an example, and it's hard to even come up with a great example. Um, it was fine. I'm trying to think like what the SEC equivalent is of Ian Book. It's hard to even like really come up with like it's just mediocre. Yeah, I don't know. Um uh, um I don't know. Um Jeffrey said Chase, who would you rather have Rodgers, Russell Wilson, or draft a quarterback? Um Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. Well, but here's the deal. How much does these guys have left in the tank, and is your window still open? I do I do actually think the win- – well, I don't know. The Saints, you know, it, it's been a running joke. The Saints sort of – and I promise we'll get to miss in a second. The Saints typically don't really go by the salary cap as much as it's just sort of a suggestion. They kick a lot of cans down the road. But the credit card is actually coming due here soon. So I don't know how long they can extend the window because they are projected next season to be $60 million above the cap. Mm. 60 and it's, it's time it, to rebuild and as Dylan pointed out the other day there's not like an easy cut it's not like you've got a weird dude making 32 million and you cut him and it whatever yeah. I mean it's a lot of the dudes that they can't cut so I mean they're sitting in a situation where they've either got to tear it down or they um or you pay the bill and go for it <sighs> yeah but tearing it down makes the most sense right now Unless you could get the quarterback, but then, I mean, you're literally trying you, – you're the Major League Baseball team who put it all into one year where you know they're all going somewhere else and you got to win it right now or you're not winning it. That's And in football where guys can get hurt and stuff, that's a lot – that's a big gamble. By the way, people – I think there's some really good ones here. The comparison to Book. Okay. Bo Nix. Oh, I think Bo Nix was probably – I don't know. That's pretty good. Someone said Zach Mettenberger. I think Mettenberger's better than Book. Grind says Jalen Hurts, but I think Jalen Hurts is better than Book. I don't think Book would have had the success at Alabama or Oklahoma that that Hurts had. Okay. Would Ian Book have done the same thing at Auburn that Bo Nix did? Same kind of records? Yeah. Maybe so. That, 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 feels... that feels pretty right. That's fine. I just 
That makes sense. Uh, yeah, no, I, I don't want Nagy. I want nothing to do with Nagy. The Bears are firing Nagy. They know what they're going to do. I think the Bears know precisely what they're going to do in two weeks. So there's no reason to fire him to go through the dog and pony show. Book's pocket presence did look a lot like Shea Patterson in his worst times last night. And now that was not Ian Book's fault. I mean, the offensive line was decimated. I'm not faulting him completely. but Well, when you know you're going to get hit really hard by big, strong, fast people. And your people, first ever NFL start. I mean, you, you know, you. It's hard to stay calm when you're walking around a pit of snakes. We frustrated Grind. <laughs> he would like Ian Book. <laughs> uh, yeah, could be. I don't know. But that's that one of those deals where you look at it and go, I don't know, maybe. We are par- more partial to Bo Nix than the average bear. I will say that, like, for whatever reason, it's. it's well, he always played well against Ole Miss. Well, that's true. We, that's the games that we when really we've seen saw. them the most. Bo Nix has lit, lit people up like Christmas trees. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, all right. So, ran that out longer than I meant to. But Ole Miss, Lane Kiffin, Dave Aranda both spoke to the media yesterday. Uh, the, <laughs> well, kind of. Well, one of them did. One, one of them of really. Did. One of them really visited with the media. One of them answered had, questions. One of them did not want to be there. Yeah. Uh, by the end, we didn't care to be there either, and so it ended very prematurely. The news wise, there's a notebook up at rebelgrove.com again, provided by the Clearwater Group. Uh, or not really provided by the Clearwater. Brought to you by the Clearwater Group. Sponsor. Neil provided it. Um, yeah. but yeah, I did provide it. N- the big news out of Baylor is that Shapen's shoulder is not going to allow him to be eligible or to play. Yep. He was uh, the quarterback against Oklahoma State in the Big 12 title game. Had a hell of a first half and then was hurt and kind of got banged up a little bit in the second half. And then uh, their starter, Jerry Bohannon, looks like he will be able to play. He's a little more of a runner um, for the uh, for the Bears. He has overcome his injury that, that put Shapen in the game to begin with, and he will be the quarterback for Baylor on New Year's Day. Um the thing that strikes you about Dave Aranda every time you hear from him, all the way, frankly, since he got the head coaching job and probably as a coordinator too, but I just didn't pay attention to him in the same way, is how organized he is. It's oh, yeah. every little minute detail. It's everything that might potentially be a problem. It is um, – it's it's noticeable in press conferences, which is what is interesting to me because most coaches are very detailed. But there's something about Aranda, the way he answers questions, the way that he sort of elaborates – that always sorts of strikes me of a weird deal where it's, no, he's actually presenting it in in answers, too, in a very detailed fashion. Yeah, he's very, very organized. Dave's very smart. Uh, he's very detailed. He's very calm. You never really see him worked up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think he, I think he's kind of a normal guy. I mean, Dave Miranda is not that far removed from trying to figure out, you know, how to pay his bills. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no silver spoon there. I mean, he's a guy that's so – I don't think the success has gone to his head. I don't, I don't think that he's – I don't think that there's a massive ego there. He knows he's good at what he does, but I don't think there's a massive ego there. I don't – you know, I mean – Baylor's going to pay him a lot of money, and I think he'll stay at Baylor for a while. He'll figure it out a little bit as he goes. There's going to be some opportunities. But, like, for example, I mean, I'm told Dave Aranda did not pursue the LSU job at all through back channels. Almost a sign that the guy knows that's not a good fit for him. 
he does appear to be one of those dudes that's comfortable in his own skin and knows, hey, I've got to make the right decisions, not just a flashy decision as you move forward. You know, some jobs maybe you can't turn down, but it'd have been really easy to get sucked into that LSU thing. You know it, you've been there, you whatever, yeah. and to go, ah, okay. Yeah, he's he's just a calm guy, but he gave very method, very thorough answers to questions yesterday. He was asked about the quarterback situation, went into it, was asked about Corral, went into it. I thought his answer about the red zone was interesting, where he talked about, yeah, you know, we've got this defense that has these big guys up front that can push you around, but... Will they be able to do that when Ole Miss is running tempo, when you're doing 11 plays in a minute and a half? You know, how how will they – I, I, I kind of thought his answers were very thoughtful. It's the one thing that I do think – and now I think – I understand them doing it just in case. Um, I don't think the silent count's an overly big deal um, in the Superdome that night. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just – that's a big – it's a big ballpark. It's obviously more Ole Miss people than Baylor, but to create an environment that is a problem is a tall task. You got to have like seventy thousand people. It'll be loud, and it will be there. Will be it will be fifty to fifteen. Yeah, there will be a home field advantage for Ole Miss. There's no question about it. But I don't. I don't know that it's going to be to the point that. But if you're them. Like you're better, you're, you'd rather be prepared for it and not yeah. have. Then to you use get it. in there and go, God, we're in a dome and it's echoing hey, and we, we got a problem. Yeah, so I mean, that's that, again, that's another example of his pragmatism. Just in case, yeah, he kind of crosses every, yeah, everything. Well, because his two point conversion thing was incredibly smart when everybody was pissed off about it when they beat Oklahoma mm-hmm. earlier in the year. Everybody's like, oh, he's running it up. No, he's not. He's trying to win a tiebreaker. Yeah, no, he, he's allowed to do that. That's fine. He had clearly thought about every scenario. Yeah. They were prepared. That they'll be prepared on Saturday. That's he's a good coach. He's always been a great coordinator. When you, I think, when you watch tonight or whenever you watch it, when you watch Pete, his breakdown of Baylor's defense and him talking about what Aranda did even at Wisconsin when he first got there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just a very, very bright um, defensive guy, a guy who takes. Very similar to Kiffin in a lot of ways in terms of what he does well is adapt his system to his personnel as mm-hmm. opposed to walking into a place going, no, no, this is what we do, and you're going to fit this. We're, we're going to cram you into this crevice right here. That's not what he does. He, he At Wisconsin, they ran some two-man front because they just didn't have defensive linemen when he first got there. So it's interesting. I mean, you know, it's he's – He's very smart. He'll be completely prepared in the same way that Lane Kiffin is very smart, and his team will be very prepared. It's where you never know when you hire a coordinator. It's the thing that makes or breaks it most of the time is how they transition to CEO and how they handle all aspects, how they get away from just – can you get away from the defense or the offense or whatever your specialty is enough to manage the team and delegate? And I I think if you're the Baylor AD – Early on, you got the light bulbs of, okay, he's the CEO. Oh, yeah. He completely had this figured out. We're good. We don't have to worry about that. Because when you miss on that, you miss horribly. I mean, it looks like you made a hellaciously bad hire because, frankly, you did. Um, but no, it's 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 pretty impressive there from uh, from Miranda at this point. So those were the big uh, news things. He's obviously high on Matt Corral. They're worried about tempo because you know you used to think of it as a Big Twelve thing, but the Big Twelve is more selective tempo than mm-hmm. all the time tempo where they use it in spurts, and he said that he's really had to focus in. He, he mentioned this actually in his pre uh, uh, or the announcement day press conference for the Sugar Bowl. Um, mentioned that they're having to really focus in on getting personnel correct because they're just not used to somebody doing it all the time. Right. Um, the way it uh, the way it, uh, it the aspect works. So 
the other news was about COVID. Yeah. Not really about the arrival. Both coaches talked about the arrival. Kiffin more dramatically than 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 Aranda. Um, Kiffin talked about how had they had notice a day earlier, they'd have kept the team in in Oxford for Christmas. Yeah. Aranda said that's something that they considered and then said, no, that's not what we want to do. That's not what we're about. We want our players to go home and see their families. Yeah, he used a lot of relationship talk. And, yeah, uh, that's, yeah, that's their ID. I yeah. mean, you know, if you followed them at all this year, he's talked about that all season. This is not just some talking point that's popped up in December. Um, and then the other thing was like Kiffin was asked, you know, do you have some yeah. COVID issues? And he said he did, but he wasn't going to go into it because that's what he does. And I think that was the point of the press conference where those of us on the local beat were like, okay, we're not going to get answers. Just check out. And that's the reason that. Yeah, there was two things there. I'll get to them in a second. There was two different things from Kiffin that were sort of like, okay, fine, whatever. And we're all going to, we're, we're going to move on. Uh, wait out in a second so we can talk about it continuously without having to stop. Boy, did I'll tell you about Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. All underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. They're getting local underwriting to understand your market. A leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. Bowl season is uh, ongoing. There's still a lot of games getting played. If you want to bet on them, I highly recommend Brothrow. It's a social sports betting network free to use. It's a cool, fun way to bet. No third party, no juice. Over time, that saves you money. You can start your own group, make friends, invite your friends. Uh, payment happens within 24 hours of the conclusion of your bet. You can take the other side of an existing bet, start a new bet, and more at bet.brothrow.com. Brought to you by Muddy Water Camo. Go to Muddy Water Outdoors, enter the promo code Rebel Grove, get 35% off any products from the site, free shipping on orders of $100 or more. Also, you can go to deadsoxy.com. They've got a bunch of different promos for the holiday 2021 uh, promotion. They've got uh, 25% off any order just with the, using the code Rebel Grove. If you order $120 or more, use HOLIDAY30 as your code, get 30% off. If you order $240 or more, use HOLIDAY40 as your code and get 40% off. Free shipping on orders of $60 or more at deadsoxy.com. Uh, Game Changer Patches, best way you can prepare for the big weekend ahead for um, – Parties in, I guess, um, in New Orleans or wherever you might be for New Year's. It's the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch is used before or while you drink. The overtime patch is used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game and ready for the next play. It's GameChangerPatch.com. Enter the promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. Also brought to you by ACS, Automation and Control Systems, LLC. It's a complete electrical control system solution provider and a Rockwell Automation Recognized System Integrator. Um, ACS can service and install Rockwell Automation, Allen Bradley, Siemens, ABB, Square D, and many other manufacturers. To get in touch with them, go to acsllcms.com or call 662-601-4381. Podcast is brought to you by Nick's Tan and Associates. That's nickstanoxford.com, 662-281-1200. You can uh, click their link in my uh, message board signature. Let them know you uh, that you heard about them from us. I can help you out on both sides of the real estate market here in Oxford, the buy side, the sell side, and you get a name that you trust here locally in Lafayette County. So again, Nick's Tan and Associates. That's nickstanoxford.com, 662-281-1200. Um, yeah, Kiffin, uh, and this is not a surprise, it's much like the injury news throughout the season. 
mentioned that there is in his or his quote was that there was some concern about players with COVID, whatever the situation is or is not. I have no idea um, what that would be or wouldn't be. I know that they at least first tested um, without it being much of anybody that was overly relevant to from a playing time standpoint. Um, he did. He, Neil said he said that uh, had they known a little earlier, they might have changed some Christmas plans. That essentially he. Um, you know, I think his quote was either you want to play or you don't, and you do what is necessary to to get that done. It was something along those lines, even though that wasn't verbatim. Take this for what it's worth. Okay. I've told you this. I don't know that I've said this on here. I, um, a source I trust has referred to Kiffin's mindset about this game as, quote, hell-bent to play it, end quote. I don't know what that means. I guess that means he – my guess is that he feels very confident in his team's chances. I mean, frankly, it's a lot it's, – it's it's fairly similar in a different vein to the opener when yeah. even though he was out, he did not act like that mattered even in the slightest, and he expected Ole Miss to win that game against Louisville. Um, he was completely and utterly not worried about that. Uh, I think there is – there's something to that as well. I think that – I think in his mind, this showcase game, I mean, is more important than whatever is, was – the week or two before this, I mean, yeah. I, I do believe that as uh, as well. Um, I just thought it was an interesting, not even a strange press conference, just an interesting press conference. When most bowl press conferences are kind of light and like nothing really is that yeah. important or mattered, it seemed like he was even less open than usual. Um, oh, can we be serious here for a minute? Yeah, sure. He doesn't like us. He does not like the local, but it media. wasn't just us, though. Like, I no, mean, but, you had, you know, but he views because he ignored the the Tom's Pit guys question yeah, twice. Yeah, like, but he views them as local. Lane's gotten to this place, and I, and listen, as long as you win, it does not matter. And frankly, even if you don't win, it doesn't matter. But he likes the big national media, and he can get it. This is not a criticism. Before anybody thinks this is a criticism, if I wanted to criticize, there are things I could criticize. This is not it. But in these settings, his disdain for local media, and that includes New Orleans media, it it shines through. And what's happened on our beat is that we're all like, okay, all right, we've done this for a while. Everybody needs a, a, a battery recharge. Like, you'll see a difference. I mean, his signing day press conference was, what, six minutes? Unless you stubbornly insist on asking questions and kind of get the the no-answer answer, you just sort of move on. I had someone say, how come your notebook was all about Baylor? Well, it was because Aranda talked. Frankly, like today, it would be a lot of Ole Miss stuff because I think we're going to hear from DJ Durkin. We're going to hear from Chris Partridge. We're going to hear from players that will be, you know, different. But Lane does not like talking to the local media. He does. He views it, and I think he's right, frankly. Okay. Mm-hmm. So before anybody goes, "Oh, you're sour," I'm not at all. I'm, I'm evaluating this from thirty thousand feet. When you can get on the Rich Eisen show, and you can get on the Dan Patrick show, and you can get whatever national publicity you want whenever you want it, you don't need local media. And I'm more playing devil's advocate for the podcast than I am anything else because I don't really even disagree. But why has it got to be one or the other? It doesn't. But I mean, I guess that's my point is you can answer a basic freaking question. 
That's my only annoyance here, and this goes sure. for all coaches. This is not about Lane Kiffin. Sure. The Caden Costa thing. I'm so tired of HIPAA as an excuse for anything. HIPAA applies to doctors. HIPAA means that doctors cannot release medical information. Lane Kiffin's answer yesterday should have been, I do not want to speak to that. I really don't want to get into it. Right. Okay, cool. Right. But I'm so tired of everyone. Well, HIPAA, well, what does that mean, Lane? HIPAA doesn't do anything to you. HIPAA has no relevance. Caden Costa put out a statement. So Caden Costa has actually referenced this to some degree. But Lane has it. I don't understand the disconnect here. We're acting like we have the, the freaking nuclear codes or something over this. I go back to what I said a minute ago. He doesn't want to talk to local media. Doesn't He does it because it's an obligation. He doesn't enjoy it. He doesn't like us. I mean, I have a strong opinion yeah, yeah, on yeah. this, It's not, but it's not a – when people go, oh, you're offended, I'm not remotely offended. No. I, think, I think deep down he thinks he's better than that, and in many ways, Chase, he is. The gamble, not for Lane Kiffin, for any coach, when you do this with local media, is when you lose, if you lose, or when there's scandal, you're not going to have a lot of help. Not that the help would matter. Yeah. Like, for example, everybody on the beat generally liked Matt Luke. Oh, sure. There was nothing anybody could have written or said to save him. So at the end of the day, it's why, you know, I've always said it's a scoreboard business. And if you win, you're good. And if you lose, you're not good. The now, media cannot harm any coach that wins, and they can't help any coach that loses. There's no doubt. Period. There's no doubt. One way or the other, there's I, I, no doubt. Two and tens, two and ten, no matter what, and ten and twos, ten and two, no matter what. Your point's more just about a politeness, I think. Not even necessarily politeness. Just, I mean, like, what – I'm not even saying like it's part of his job responsibility. That's not my point. His job is to show up. But I do think, like, what the, I guess it is polite in a way, but more of my answer is what the hell does it hurt? It doesn't. But it, it, and we'll defend him here, though. Yeah. So he gets on the press conference, and he makes an opening statement about what it says for his program that they're in a New Year's Six game. I know. Where you're you know going. where I'm going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What it says for his program that they're in a New Year's Six game in year two, and that he even, you know, at, at one point, thought, you know, what if we'd played well at Auburn? Would we be – they would have been in the playoff conversation. Correct. Would they have made the playoff? I don't know. I'm not really in the mood to get into all that. Who knows? Probably not. But regardless, you know, what does it say that they're this close to being in the playoff conversation? And they were a win over Auburn away from being in the playoff conversation. And then a kid from the Tulane hullabaloo, bless his heart, <laughs> ask what – what does it mean? What does it say for your program that you're in the Sugar Bowl? And he's, I mean, in his mind, he's like, God, I just answered that. I literally just gave you that answer. You're not listening. Why am I here? Rich Eisen would not have asked me that again. Sure. Dan Patrick would not have asked me that again. Scott Van Pelt would not have asked me that again. Why am I doing this? And, and unlike a lot of people who can kind of politically work navigate their way through that he it sort of shows and I don't blame him for that it was a bad question it was a terrible question it was a terrible question it was one of those pre-planned he'd written it down in front of him he's a kid I'll give him the grace but come on man listen he's already answered that question you don't need to ask it 
Yeah, I had someone say, why didn't you ask any questions? Because the questions that I had had already been answered. Mm-hmm. What's your COVID situation? I'm not going to address it. We have players. I mean, I'd love to know how accurate that is, but we're never going to find out. So it doesn't really matter. I mean, we'll eventually find out because it'll leak a little bit. But you and I know some names. We're not going to publicize those names. Because I don't know them 100%, like 90-something. But, you know, he's not going to do that. He's not going to go there. And so on Saturday night, if certain people don't play, we'll go, oh, well, maybe there was something to it. Yeah, maybe sure, they're sick. But, you know, I've, I'm told that all the players who tested positive were asymptomatic. Is that true? I don't know. That's what I was told. Nobody's going to provide that information and say, well, this player had this symptom and this, nope, doesn't work like that. But it's juxtaposed to Dave Aranda with his very first question about quarterback saying, yeah, uh, Bohannon's going to start. The other kid's not going to play. His shoulders not let him practice. He's not going to be available to us. So there's a different, a completely different approach to information about your team as it pertains to how it's disseminated to the media. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying one's right or wrong. I mean, we in the media, of course, prefer Aranda's approach yeah, because, sure. duh, you would too if you were in our shoes. But There are absolutely reporters that ask questions simply to hear themselves ask questions. There's no question about it. There are reporters who, who feel like the only way that you can justify your travel expense is to be seen and heard. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, if I were in New Orleans right now on somebody else's dime, I, damn right, I get I, the, yeah, I'd I, be I, asking, I, my hand would be raised, and I'd be asking questions. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I'd, I'd want to be seen and heard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. See, I'm, I'm here. Working. Yeah, I'm working. Look at me. Yeah. I get it. I, it none of this is criticism. I mean, no. sometimes people like a little inside baseball, and, and I do – some people get – the the diehardest of diehard fans get bothered by anything that they hear that sounds remotely like criticism. But Lane's been very consistent with the way that he treats local mm-hmm. media. I, people are like, oh, it's not really true. He doesn't really not like you. Yeah, I, I think I would bet on that, that deep down he does not he like He does it. not believe it is an accurate use of his time. Yes. It might not be personal, Yeah, just but he doesn't want to do it. I, I, if, if he weren't – contractually obligated to do it, he wouldn't do it. We're trying to call him out, Russell. We asked about getting him canceling. I gave it a shot yesterday. Yeah, I mean, I kind of um, called him out. But the answer to Russell's question is because COVID is the get-out-of-jail-free card. Yeah. If you, if, if you say, hey, we can't play because of COVID, okay. Oh. Hope you get well, fellas. Yeah, that's the media response to that. Is well, gosh, you're in my thoughts and prayers, and I hope everybody's okay. Since there wasn't a ton of Kiffin answers in this, um, the only other thing that kind of caught me here, and in not really, it feels like it's criticism day. It's really not. Did you feel like he's legitimately worried about fans showing up, or are we just continuing the same storyline? Because that answer was a little strange. Yeah. I have no idea which team is going to bring more fans. Yeah. I, I mean, Ole Miss has sold like thirty thousand tickets through the school. Like it for whatever reason, it is a documented thing here. Like yeah. I, I don't get it. I, for whatever reason, I don't. Um, that storyline has not motivated me this year, but I do find some of the some of the comments on it to be. I mean, he has to know by now that 
I mean, come on. He's dating a girl from Oxford who knows everybody in Oxford. And this town. Who works for the university. If you want to rob a bank in Oxford, Friday's the day to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's nobody here. Everyone's leaving. So, like, the, the Pollyanna thing would be, well, he's just trying to motivate people to actually go ahead and go, even though they've been a little worried about game cancellations and things like that. But everybody's going. There's, there, there's been no fall off here. So I think my answer, now that I think it through, is that he is so checked out by the end of those things. And he gets those. Who asked that question? It was some. About. It was the Daily Mississippian. It was, yes. Who asked that? And he hears that and he thinks, I, I, I'm, I'm above this. That's what he thinks. I'm convinced of it. It's not personal, but it's I can get Rich Eisen on the phone. I don't have to talk to the Daily Mississippian. But that turns he, into I hope people wrong. show up. I, I don't know. I, I mean, but that's, so you change the answer from something. I don't think he's engaged in that answer. I just think he's just talking off the top of the, the very tip top of his head. I don't think he's I don't think he's engaged intellectually in these conversations. And if you think about it, the only times this entire football season that he engaged intellectually in, in conversations with local media was when one of us asked a question that was kind of big picture about the sport. Mm-hmm. He likes those questions. Well, he thinks about those and things. And those questions are, frankly, what he typically would get from a national media source. Yep. Because they're not asking minutia. So you're talking about, hey, the, the, the portal, the um, the 25 versus the 32, mm-hmm. NIL. You're talking about things that, that he thinks about, that he talks about, and that when he talks to national media, those topics come up. I think when he's asked a question about fan support, he's like, I don't, you know, I mean, I'm sure in his mind, he he knows Ole Miss is taking a ton of people down there. I just, what's he going to say? I think it's awesome. We're going to have 50,000 people there. That's not him. In fairness to him, that is, that, that answer would be completely inconsistent with the way that he thinks. But the, the appropriate answer, if you really think about it, is, Hey, I know we've sold a lot of tickets. Hopefully the COVID doesn't get too wet. Everybody shows up. Hope we have a great week. Okay, cool. You yeah. move on. Yeah. Because here's the disconnect to it. I guess I am criticizing a little bit. I don't really mean to, but okay. I, I guess I kind of am. Is Ole Miss is trying to get up a bunch of NIL collectives right now. Mm-hmm. Small level, mid-level, upper level. They're trying to do a ton of different stuff. And it this it, is sort of perception or reality here. Should this bother fans that Lane says this stuff? I don't know. It's up for you guys to decide beats me but it does bother a lot of fans and anything you're doing is a negative to potentially keep somebody from putting a dollar in a coffer whether it be the huge capital campaign that's about to be announced whether it be nil or whatever what is the point i guess that is my answer to this is there as there is actually a tangible element to this on your program it's not just oh i don't like local media or i do this or whatever there is a harm in this when you frustrate this number of fans over something that you've harped on all year long. Well, this is where if I have a criticism of the decision to stay in Oxford, it's, yeah. it's this. Now, they're going down there on the 29th, so it's fine. But if I'm him, I have, let me give me a number, 40 to 50,000. Let's say 40 to 50. 40 is fine. Yeah, okay. whatever. It's fine. Ole Miss fans down there starting on probably the 30th. Is that about right? That's when most people are heading down. Oh, yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, as much as I'm not comfortable doing it, as much as I would not want to do those things, 
it's probably in the best interest of his program. And I don't mean go out and see the common folk. Not the, <laughs> from Pete Boone's word, not the cap and t-shirt cap crowd. Cap and t-shirt crowd, yeah. But now the people who are donors, who potentially could be big donors, I, I'm, I'm wanting to talk to those people in New Orleans. Because I've got, Frankly, any opportunity you can right now because it is a critical juncture. But New Orleans would be when I'd want yeah. to do it because they're down there specifically they're to celebrate up. this end-of-season deal. You've got yeah. all these people down there, and and now's the time. You want to say, hey, this is, we want to make a habit of this, and to do it, we've got to get more involved in NIL, and I need your help. By the way, thank you to all SEC 26 for the Super Chat. Really appreciate that. Thank you very much. Hope, you, uh, hope you're having a, a wonderful um, holiday season. And so I, you know, I mean, I, I do think, I do think when he, when he gets down there, I, I think he's got to do some of that. Yeah, yeah, I do. I think not doing that would be a mistake. You have you you're not guaranteed to always have momentum, and when you have that momentum, you you do have to capitalize on it. And that's a perfect opportunity. I mean, it is. It's everybody's there for one purpose, and it's you went ten and two, and you're and, in the Sugar Bowl, and they're celebrating. Yeah, they're in a good mood. They're in a good mood. It's checkbooks the, gonna be a little more open. It's the end of the year. Sure, yeah, I, absolutely. Hey, we can write that all. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we can put an extra two. Well, on you that. just need people to get involved in it. I mean, yeah. you know, you you've and and there's there's a place to have those conversations, and and I know there are people out there that are like, well, he shouldn't have to politic for it, and you might be right. I'm not I'm not saying that you're wrong. But it might be the situation where you have to politic for it. At least right now. Yeah. And so, you know, I mean. And frankly, I think you have to politic for it at 127 and 130 schools. I don't think. I, don't, I think there's very few times where, oh, yeah, the booster doesn't care at all. Doesn't care if you talk to him or at least whatever. I mean. Agreed. Personal relationships are still dictate things to some extent. Nobody's saying you got to have them over for dinner. But there's something here. Well, so. there's a reason that political candidates, this isn't Republican or Democrats, so everybody can relax. There's a reason that political candidates, when they do fundraisers, they get out and press the flesh. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. the big ones, Hillary yeah. Clinton, Donald Trump, big names, right? Yeah. I mean, if... if the dinners and the hands. Well, let's, and use the old... them, let's use Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump as an example right now. That's yeah. a Democrat and a Republican. We're all good. Yeah, yeah. If they were either one to decide that I'm going to run for president in 2024... They would have to start raising a lot of money. Their very first thing would be to build a donor base through fundraisers where they were personally there. Yeah. Now, do either one of them really want to be there pressing the flesh? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, but they would have to be. And so I think that's kind of where Kiffin is a little bit. And it's not, I don't think it's his comfort zone, but growth comes from discomfort. We talked about this at the end of the season, and I think it remains true. This feels like a, a dissection of Lane Kiffin today, which is not what we intended that to do. That was not really the point, yeah. But the uh, the next step for, for Ole Miss, for Kiffin, look, there's not a lot there's not a lot of room to go up from where they are right now without getting into the playoff and competing for the national championship. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of where they are. You're 10-2, eighth in the country, a one-point favorite or a pick depending on your, your betting line, in a New Year's Six bowl game against the Big 12 champ. There's not a lot of room yeah, above yeah. that. I mean, you're you're not at the top floor. You're the very highest of the second tier. But yeah. you're near the top floor. Yeah. And I mean, I you know, I and, and look, it's not a it's not an every week thing. I thought that his attendance things were very 
accurate throughout the season. I think it did help in some ways. I think that making the fan base a little uncomfortable and you need to show up is not the worst thing in the world. I thought it was weird after the Egg Bowl, or after the last home game against A&M. And then I thought it was weird the other day, yesterday. I, I thought those were two times where I'm like, I don't, I don't. I saw some purpose in the other ones. I didn't see purpose in those. That was my that was my thing. So big thanks to Bubba McQueen for the super chat. Um, don't forget Corinth Dental. We'll be telling you about Corinth Dental a little bit later in the show. But Bubba's been a big friend of ours. Please make sure that uh, if you have uh, dental needs in the Corinth area, that you reach out to uh, Bubba and Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick there at Corinth Dental. Uh, speaking of podcast, brought to you by Northeast Spark. N-E-S-P-R-C, service people across rural communities, two packages, the Ignite or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio, your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's nespark.com, 662-238-3159. Phone services available, parental controls, network security, and much more. So call the office for details, get the best in and around. Again, 662-238-3159. Pinpoint Commercial Real Estate's based out of Jackson, Mississippi. They service the entire state and all commercial asset classes such as retail, office, industrial, and land. They have uh, lots of properties such as Paragon Center in Ridgeland, Mississippi. Uh, it's located on Highland Colony Parkway, minutes from the new Costco, Walk-On Sports Bistro, Interstate 55. If you want to learn more about uh, Paragon, about some of the other properties that they have there at Pinpoint, get in touch with Sam Cox, B.B. Mitchell, 601-586-3220. Um, Valentine's Day right around the corner. Blue Delta Jeans would be a, a great gift. You can go on, get a, a video gift card right now. Built-in video screens, easy to do. Head to BlueDeltaJeans.com, purchase a gift card. Blue Delta will help you record a personalized message, upload that video card for you. It's BlueDeltaJeans.com to purchase or shoot the guys a DM on social media. Speaking of uh, Valentine's Day, you got to start thinking about that. And um, a lot of times jewelry is your gift of choice. So we're brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry. Lamons at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. has been serving the Oxford area for 73 years. From engagement rings to wedding rings to fine jewelry, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, children's jewelry, collectibles, and more. Lamons is the gold standard in fine jewelry. Visit them at LamonsFineJewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. It's that time of year where we have tornadoes in the forecast one day and a couple of days later, we've got uh, snow flurries in the forecast. So your heating and uh, cooling system is about to be tested and taxed. Make sure yours is ready to roll. And in the event that you have problems, get in touch with Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. Different names, same great products, same great services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer at 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call Southern 662 662- 429-4429. And uh, don't forget the College Corners, your one-stop Rebel Shop, two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland. It's next to Fleet Feet and Flowood. It's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, it's okay. Go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Instagram and uh, Facebook. And brought to you by Pinnacle. It's mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N, wealth.com. Uh, cookie cutter financial planners put you in a box at Pinnacle. They build a box just for you. Again, mypinwealth.com. Podcast is brought to you by G&M Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. It's there on South Lamar in Oxford. 
They uh, deliver locally in uh, the Oxford area and they offer MedSync to free prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you. So whether it's on the square in Holly Springs or on South Lamar in Oxford, let them be your community pharmacy of choice. Again, that's GNM 662-236-2222. What'd you do state Texas Tech? Mike Leach won't stop talking about the money he believes he's owed to the point that it has become the only storyline of this game. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, Um, you know, he sued Texas Tech for cash, and he has been very vocal about feeling like he has still owed it. I I took Texas Tech and laid the point. I mean, uh, I took Mississippi State and laid the points. Did you? Yeah. Generally, I'm going to bet SEC versus Big 12 all day. Okay. And I do think Tech had a weird year. They fired the coach, ended up getting bowl eligible, played yeah, okay. They're okay. I think State can be good. I mean, State went to Auburn late in the season, played really well. They went to Arkansas late in the season, played really well. They 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 lost to Ole Miss, but State's good. I never watched State and went, oh, they suck. Not one time. I did watch Texas Tech a couple of times and go, they suck. So I went with State. And if Leach is super motivated, Rodgers might have a really big day. He could. Yeah. yeah. He's been really good all year, except against Ole Miss. I mean, is, is there an SEC team you really don't feel good about? I didn't feel good about Missouri. I don't like loss. Auburn against Houston because I just don't see a scenario where Auburn cares. Okay. Like, how do you get them excited for that game? Guys are opting out and stuff, and Houston's going to get geeked up to play Auburn. Yeah, Dana will be ready. He'll he'll, he'll have the have the Cougs ready for that one for the uh, for the most part. I would think so. Yeah, <clears throat> that's today, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is today, isn't it? Well, today so, or tomorrow? Today's the twenty eighth. Today. today is the twenty eighth. What do we have today? What are we got Houston at Auburn? That's 11 o'clock. And the Ticket Smarter Birmingham Bowl at 11. What think Ticket Smarter pays for the Birmingham Bowl? I don't know. At least it is at Protective Stadium. It's not at... Brian in the th- stream says heading to Birmingham now, and it's a ton of Houston fans. Oh, I'm sure. Really? Yeah, shot to play an SEC team. Yeah. And bo- you know this. Come on. Bowl season is all about motivation. It is. <laughs> it, it, motivations are opt-outs. Which one's more important? Motivation. You think motivation is more important than opt-out? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because the guy who steps in for the opt-out might be super motivated to play. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we got Air Force versus Louisville. I think that's still on. Yeah, I think that's fine. The Serve Pro First Responder Bowl there at Gerald Malik J. Cuttingham Ford Stadium. The, the triple option. That's at 215 on ESPN. Okay. We have uh, Mississippi State and uh, Texas Tech in the aforementioned AutoZone Liberty Bowl. there at Liberty Bowl Memorial Stadium. That's at 545. This afternoon, I think these, I think all of these are on. You'll have to help me. Um, UCLA and NC State. I think that's on. Yeah. San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl there at Petco Park. They've really bastardized the Holiday Bowl, haven't they? <laughs> yeah. Like that used to be the Holiday Bowl. Yeah. Like, good God. And then hold on one more time. The San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl. Okay. Could you, should you be a bowl sponsor if you have four names? <laughs> Shouldn't there be a limit to how many names you have? Yeah, I guess. I, I mean, that's like a lot. Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl is about as far as I'm willing to go. Yeah. San Diego County. Uh, come San Diego County Credit Union yeah, Holiday geez. Bowl. There's a, there should be a syllable limit. Go ahead. 
And then the uh, the nightcap tonight, and I, I think this is still on, uh, West Virginia versus Minnesota in the Guaranteed Rate Bowl. At Chase. Oh, the what? Guaranteed Rate. Okay. Guaranteed Rate Bowl in okay. uh, Phoenix there at Chase Field. Okay. Where the uh, Diamondbacks play. That is correct, yes. And who's in that? That is West Virginia and the Gophers. Minnesota. The Gophers. Chillers. <laughs> you guys still have the Chillers on here in Arizona. You took West Virginia, right? Uh, no, I don't know. I think may I think I took Minnesota. Did you? I think. Did you take all the Big Ten teams? I took a lot of Big Ten teams. I'm not winning, so I might as well have some fun. They're, they're getting the, – the NIL is actually kind of moving right now. I, I think you're really close to seeing a couple of big Ole Miss things pop. Like, it – I got an update last night. I mean, it's 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 really really close. I will just say this: my word of advice, as yeah. someone who has delved in the world of NIL a little bit recently, uh-huh. the whole "give your money blindly to something" is a stupid thing to do. I will say, and I'm not endorsing whatever. I mean, hell, we're not even sure what we're doing all the way through. Is but that, that was the problem, G, is that I thought the exact same thing, and I had to make him repeat it because I was halfway paying attention. I went, huh? I'm not sure what you thought. Yeah, uh-huh. Um, well, I didn't think it was actually the answer, but it caught me completely off guard where it took my train of thought. Guaranteed rate. Yeah, I know. Um, so With a T. I'm aware, thanks. Yes. Um, I will say this, though. I do know there is one group that I've seen enough stuff where if I were getting into that as a fan, I would trust where it was going. Yes. I do. I've, I, the people are very good, and the plan makes sense to me. Well, I'm writing in 10 thoughts about NIL some, um, my year-end review thing that I do. And NIL is a topic because I think it was one of the big things of this year. Like, for us, NIL only makes sense in a couple of ways. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, us just being the media arm for somebody, I'm not sure makes a ton of sense. Um. Maybe it does. Somebody would have to talk me into it, and I'd sit down and have that conversation. Mm-hmm. It's probably a conversation we should sit down and have with sure. with a couple of people. But there'd be a, a kind of a, a dual armed thing that we could do. You have to be careful because the, look, you can be naive, or you can be reckless, or you can find a middle ground. And some of what some people are talking about with nil is reckless. If you don't file the commensurate paperwork, if you don't do everything above board as it pertains to NIL, you are absolutely providing the NCAA with a starting point for an investigation. Mm-hmm. And if what you're doing is taking money and distributing it under the table, you're not doing NIL. You're providing improper benefits. Let's just be po- totally clear there. If you're doing NIL, it's above board. It is documented. It is it is it is taken through compliance. And then how it is used as a recruiting incentive is as an incentive. Mm-hmm. Not a not a not a not a direct and it's an indirect incentive. It's hey, you play wide receiver. Look what the wide receiver is getting over there. You yeah. know, Deion Smith, he da 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 da. Right. When this player was here, he got this in NIL. You would play that position. Yeah. 
These type of things are available to you. Yes. W- will be available Correct. to you. Yes. If you sign. Yeah. Not, hey, a- we've already got Coke set up, 160 but Yeah, that's, that's illegal. You can't do that. Because technically the, the player can't receive any compensation. Until he's enrolled. Until he has enrolled and signed. And the paperwork is filed. With compliance. Which the player has to be in charge of. Yes, the player has to initiate that with the university. Yes. It's it's just not it's just not what some people are making it out to be and if that doesn't raise your suspicions as to their motives I can't help you. Yeah. All fair. Uh quickly cuz I'm going to forget this otherwise um that basketball game tomorrow Ole Miss Florida it starts at 4 o'clock, just everybody like a weird start time. So if you're planning to be in town or whatever, Ole Miss, Mike White, Florida, 4 o'clock for the SEC opener here in Oxford tomorrow. Also, the women's basketball game, their conference opener, Ole Miss and Arkansas, has been postponed due to COVID protocols in the Ole Miss program. Right. Um, no idea. So I assume their next game is their road opener, which is against number one South Carolina in Columbia, which has been moved to national television. Um, so there is uh, is okay. that Lady Rebs twelve and one. They, so what uh, happens with the Arkansas game? They it appears that they will find a rescheduled date if at all possible. Gotcha. I don't think they will lose it, barring just some situations where they cannot play the game. Gotcha. That is the way I'm interpreting that. Um, and then uh, yeah. So Rebels and Gamecocks, Rebels Gators, four o'clock tomorrow for uh for the latter. Um. No media op for us today with basketball, so okay. there's not going to be a lot of pregame coverage. Sure. I'm not sure that anybody's all that worked up about it, but um, in case anybody wonders, yeah, no, that's uh, more than more than fair there. Something else on that, but it's Mike White and the Gators coming to town today, then, huh? Yes, they are coming to town. Probably today. might go around see some people. Hang I, would, out. I would think Mike would probably visit with some people. My point I was making a minute ago, and we'll move on from this. I just kind of forgotten about it. Is the is the weather getting bad in Oxford? Is it supposed to rain? Or something? It is supposed to rain. But whether it should or shouldn't be, speaking to boosters when you have chances is sort of just almost second nature to a lot of coaches. I mean, I remember this. It was the anecdote I was going to give anyway, and this wasn't in the middle of a campaign or anything else, but when we did that, illustrious show that everybody talks about with AK back in 16. He had come into the Weston and we'd had a drink or two. We're just kind of hanging out. And then before the show, he asked how long he had and he left to go see a couple boosters downtown and then come back. And it was just quick, random. Hey, I'm in town. I better go say hey to these couple guys and then I'll be back. Yeah. I'll be back at 645 and we'll do the, we'll do the thing. So I don't know. It's just it just is what it is. I mean, that's it's just it's just life. Um, at this point in uh in this league here, whatever. I mean, it's 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 a it's a relevant storyline. I don't think it's. So forecast for today here is showers early, then cloudy in the afternoon. Record high temperatures expected. High of seventy three. High of seventy three. Chance of rain fifty percent tonight. Scattered thunderstorms early, then mainly cloudy. Chance of rain seventy percent. Tomorrow's Wednesday, is that right? Thunderstorms likely. A few storms may be severe. Chance of rain, 90%. Uh, mostly cloudy tomorrow night with showers and a few thunderstorms. Chance of rain, 60%. And then more rain Friday, more rain Saturday. And then uh, Sunday, the, the high is just 38. 
But then it warms back up into the 60s next week. What is the deal with 60-degree weather? I know you guys love it. I can't stand it. I want January to feel like January. There is a certain discombobulation of it not feeling like it's supposed to. Yes. I will will give you that. Um, 78 degrees is hot. It is. It's kind of ridiculous. Somebody asked, uh, yeah, they only got a couple votes in the poll. Ole Miss women were projected to be a nine seed uh, in the tournament, and they uh, they have a net of 37 currently. Yeah, all that's left for her to prove is that she can win in the SEC. Yeah. She's proven she can recruit. She's proven she can dominate the non-league. They're 12-1. Yeah. and one. She got the ranked win. South Florida was ranked 16 or 18 yeah. when they beat them. So now so. you get into the league, and that's the that's the step. Yeah. Uh, podcast brought to you in part by Johnston Hill Creamery. That's there on White Oak Lane, just off Molly Bar in Oxford. Remember, they, uh, they're they closed for the holidays a little bit here. They will reopen on January 4th. That is a Tuesday. So if you call right now, you're not going to get an answer. But all the, the cheese done in-house locally, plenty of add-on items as well. So they will reopen January 4th there with Johnston Hill Creamery, johnstonhillcreamery.com. We're also brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. If you're thinking about that summer trip, speaking of uh, warm climates, if you're looking to go someplace this summer, you want to make sure that um, you create a special trip that creates a lifetime of unique memories. And to do that, I would recommend you get in touch with John, give him some parameters, give him a budget. He will give you options. You don't have to be anywhere near Memphis to take advantage of his services. You just need a phone or an internet connection, 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. Brought to you by OPA, Oxford's newest restaurant on the historic square. A delicious menu featuring euros, wraps, kebabs, fresh redfish, lamb chops, and more. An awesome bar serving your favorite handcrafted cocktails, frozen libations, and amazing candlelit patio, 306 South Lamar in Oxford. Also brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan's the place to go. A complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. Great lease deals as well. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors is serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. Whitney sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes. You can reach her at 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. Service Specialist is recruiting both an executive director and a director of sales for a brand new independent living community in Oxford. Seeking individuals with strong sales experience and or extensive managerial administration and operations execution background. Senior living experience is preferred, but it's not required. Those of you that want to move to Oxford and lead the opening of a major business development with a successful company, this is your opportunity. Excellent pay, benefits, referral fees always given. Reach out to 662-832-5138 for more information. Also brought to you by Alpha Specialties, 1670 Highway 80 in Pearl. It's your trailer-specific professional. They've got load trail. They've got Hallmark cargo trailers, spare tires and wheels, a full selection of trailer parts and accessories, so much more at Alpha, 601-932-9798 or alphaofms.com. Also brought to you by The Rogue. It's your destination for fine men's clothing. Uh, Make sure you check out the Collegiate Collection. If you're still looking for something to uh, head to wear down as you head down to New Orleans, check out therogue.com or stop by 4450 I-55 North in Jackson. And I mentioned uh, Corinth Dental earlier in the show. Step forward and chase after a better version of yourself at Corinth Dental. They're helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. 
Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick, devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative, state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. These clear aligners are the virtually invisible way to improve your smile. So call them today. Set up a no-cost digital scan of your teeth. Let them show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile. 12 months, no interest, no down payment financing available at CorinthDental.com. And if you've got uh, young ones here in Oxford, make sure you don't miss the deadline of signing up for 2022 Youth Spring Soccer with the Oxford Park Commission. January 2nd is the final day to register your children for the next season. If your uh, child participated in the fall, they can return for just $25. All new participants are $50. Leagues are open for birth years 2018 to uh, 2007. So visit OxfordParkCommission.com to register. Uh, I thought those a couple of interesting things. Uh, they had an ESPN.com had a story on quarterbacks. Corral obviously mentioned talking about the draft here coming up. Um, and the, the him versus Kenny Pickett discussion. Um, what's interesting about it is Pickett, for the most part, is getting tons of credit for his consistency over the course of the year. He had a hell of a year. I mean, I understand completely why he was a Heisman finalist. Um, but when I'm reading a lot of these things, it's a lot of ceiling, a lot of upside, a lot of we hope this turns into something. With There's, Pickett. With, with Pickett. Yeah. There's... Scouts are not talking about a finished product in any sort of thing. He's also entering the NFL as a 24-year-old rookie. Mm-hmm. Um, it has earmuffs for John. It has almost kind of a Daniel Jones feel where it's, hey, we like what it could be, but it's bust right now. It kind of does, doesn't it? It, it, it. I don't like that word, but yeah, it's got a little Trubisky feel to it. Hey, come on. Okay, just say it. Don't trigger me right now. <laughs> You're a Bengals fan. What's the difference? That is true. You got Joe Burrow as your quarterback. Yeah, he's so good. <laughs> oh, you heard about him. He's so good. I mean. Just moves around in the pocket. Still coming off a knee injury. Just just makes plays. Like Kuiper compared Pickett to Derek Carr and goes, he can be a productive player. Feels like that's his upside. Derek Carr's a pretty good yeah. player. Carr's a little underrated. He's all right. Yeah, he's okay. He can play the position. Not many can. Yeah. Does he ever give the downside? He's not showing the downside. Yeah, see, I I always want to see, okay, show me the upside. Show me the ceiling. Now show me my floor. Well, yeah. I mean, Well, it's my running joke I've had for years on this podcast is you got a linebacker coming out and nobody goes, you know what? He profiles as Joe Lon Dunbar. (laughs) Like like, like the the, (laughs) the five, seven, three star. Everybody goes, you know, this guy has a chance. Okay, yeah, he does. He also has a chance to be processed the hell out of your program in one year and being the backup linebacker at middle. So yeah. chill a minute. Yeah. His upside is Cody Court. Well, yeah, his downside is Terrell Grant. So, like, what do you mean to do? Like, <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I mean, come on. Uh, with Corral, meanwhile, um, the main thing with him for most people is just they know he's going to run. They know he's going to be competitive in the NFL. Quit leading with your freaking shoulder. Yeah. They worry a little bit about – getting him toned down without taking the fire from him in the process. Well, they'll find They him. need him to play. They'll find him. But quit doing that. When he knows that if he does this, he's going to get fined $10,000, he'll stop. That was a concern with Burrow, and honestly. It was a concern with Jalen with uh, Justin Fields. Both of them have stopped it. Yeah, scouts love to see Corral's competitive nature, but he also need to learn how to protect himself on the open field. He frequently dips his shoulder and launches himself headfirst into oncoming tacklers, and that obviously could affect durability. 
Yeah, when you're investing $40 million in someone, the the, the, the comment but, has to be, hey, you can't do it. It's This isn't – we're not asking you, hey, calm this down. We're telling you you can't do this in week four at Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. But you just can't, so stop. Yeah. Also said an adjustment for him on the next level will be post-snap responsibilities. He's in an offense that mostly involves this or that throws and hasn't had a lot of exposure to exhausting multi-step progressions. So yeah. the other thing for uh, – yeah. Corral as he uh, Matt's, I mean I saw someone the other day say Matt's ready to walk into an NFL team and take over a quarterback no he's probably not yeah I don't think that's I think that's a lack of understanding of just how difficult it is to play quarterback in the NFL mm-hmm. which is why there aren't but about what 12 people that do it well yeah I saw that Will Anderson yesterday with a straight face saying that he was really excited to be the underdog uh against Cincinnati he uh Saban going to work this week. Saban did a lot of work the week of the SEC championship game, yeah. and they have been able to maintain it. I mean. <laughs> oh, people say what you want. Nick Saban's the best that's ever walked. <laughs> he is so good at being a college football coach. Nobody has ever full packaged it the way that Nick Saban has. No, no one no. ever. He is the best. And one of the things that he does really well is to find something to motivate on. Have you ever watched him like speak to a corporation or something? He's great. I feel like we're the underdog in this game all year. We've been disrespected. You're the number one seed but in that the best week program of the Georgia in the game. Everyone told them they were going to get their ass kicked. Arkansas played them close. Auburn should have beaten them. And after that, everyone said Georgia's going to kill them. They're nowhere near as good as Georgia, and they have taken all of that and they have concentrated it into a pill that they take every morning, and they're absolutely going into a game against Cincinnati as a 14-point favorite in their minds, the chip on their playing the role of the underdog, and it is bad news for Cincinnati, who doubled down by doing the all-black thing. Every time Hang on, what they do? Cincinnati's were wearing all black. What's a big game? Yeah, well, every, t- every time a team <laughs> goes, we're going to do the blackout thing for Alabama, they get blacked out. Like, knocked out. So you would never do special uniform for Bama? God, no. (laughs) No, there is an approach to playing Alabama. And it is all week you say, listen, we we have nothing but respect for them. Uh, They're the best. They are the model. They are what everyone aspires to be. Uh, We're not there. We're trying every day. We use them as, as motivation. Obviously, we're going to try to win the football game because that's what we're supposed to do, but we know our hands are full. Uh, We know this is going to be an incredibly difficult task. We know that we could play our very best game and still lose. We have to be very focused on doing everything right because they are the absolute gold standard. They are the pinnacle. You don't say anything. What what uniform are you wearing? We are wearing our most boring uniform. That's what we're wearing. We're wearing the uniform that we always wear, period. Period. No specials. Yeah, the inf- the infamous one was when Georgia went that route that, that that night. Yeah, they got destroyed. Just run the hell off. Did you see Alabama show up for that game? They couldn't wait. Why, why do you do that to them? They're used to being the giant that everyone's firing the rock at. Don't let them be the guy throwing the rock. I'm 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 on this now. So you like Bama to cover big? I mean, I I do. There's a couple of matchups that are Cincinnati's favor, but Alabama's without Mechie. Yeah, and 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 look, Cincy has two really good corners. 
Mm-hmm. And I think Ritter's a really good college quarterback. Yeah. Yes, Bama's the home team. Is that right? With the one seed, don't you, the home team? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Telling all their fans to wear all black. Whatever. It might be the appropriate color to wear. Because mm-hmm. there's a real good chance that's the funeral. Where it's over like mid-third, you just go, okay. Yeah, or okay. mid-first. Because they probably think it's Georgia and it's a blitzkrieg. I mean, that was... That second quarter was that was sobering for a lot of people. Oh, so you it's think made us underrate. You think done. It's, it's made us underrate Georgia now, though. Oh, sure. We have a recency bias on Georgia now. Sure. I think Georgia Michigan has a chance to be a really fun game. Yeah, we hadn't talked about it. What you think about the uniforms, the white helmet? Oh, I the Oilers look. I loved it. I mean, as a as a kid, you're I mean, kind of a Pastorini guy and whatnot. Well, I wasn't so. kind of. I was. Yeah. Uh, as a kid, my uncle George lived in Houston during the, the heyday. And you got to remember now that was what early '80s, late '70s, early '80s. Earl Campbell, Dan Pastorini, Robert Brazil, mm-hmm. all those cats. Mike Renfro had played college ball at Louisiana Tech. He was a wide receiver. And so, yeah, I mean, I I cheered for the Oilers. That was probably my team. As a little boy. And those uniforms are straight fire. The white helmet with the with the uh, powder blue top and the white pant with the red and powder blue stripe. And then they'd wear the blue pant with the white top. And if I'm Ole Miss, I'm absolutely ordering powder blue pants. We talked about this on the Christmas show. And yeah. Even Caroline, who's not an Ole Miss person, said Ole Miss, the, she loves the powder blue. Like if you're gonna do the powder blue, do it. I know I'm I'm upsetting people right now. That white helmet is great. Like it's so great that I don't know how you can have that helmet and not wear it. I'm we, we exactly honest. like it's striped and everything. Everything. Okay. I don't know how you can look at that helmet and go, no, no, we're gonna wear something else. Are you saying phase out the navy helmet? I'm saying you still need the navy helmet depending on the suit, though, right? Here's what I'm saying. I'm going to be very clear here. Okay. By the way, real quick, Cincinnati is in black helmets and pants. They have to wear a white jersey. Okay. If you're Ole Miss, right now is your opportunity to own powder blue. Because your only competition is North Carolina. And UCLA. And UCLA. And both of them, from a football standpoint, are sort of secondary brands. Mm -hmm. So own it. Be the powder blue team. Yeah. You're already going to get more media exposure. You're in the SEC. Own it. That's what I would do. It's a cool uniform. I would add the stripe to the pant, Mm -hmm. and I would get a powder blue pant, and I would own it. The stripe on the pant now, and you might really be cooking. There's no question about it. I know you're all shocked. Alabama, uh, they've announced they'll be in their classic look with crimson jerseys and white pants and yeah, crimson they're... helmets with a number on the side. <laughs> so but that's their brand. Yeah. If you're Ole Miss right now, you have a chance to make powder blue your brand. Yeah. So make it your brand. That's what I would do. I mean, nothing, I promise you, no one at Ole Miss is listening to me and no one at Ole Miss is asking me. But if they did, I'd say I'd, I'd – probably dive in even more than they have but yeah the helmet's great look at the fan reaction to the helmet it annoyed a few yeah 
but you kind of those people you can't. They want yeah. they want tradition. Gray, red, navy. They want and that's okay. I'm not criticizing, but that's. I'm not sure that Ole Miss is. How do I say this without offending? I'm not trying to offend, but Ole Miss isn't Alabama, or Penn State, or Michigan, and even Michigan changed it up. Well, there's only like five schools. That of course, have that. But you have a chance to establish a brand that's uniquely yours. Lots of teams wear navy. Lots of teams wear red. Lots and lots. No team wears powder. Not in your league. I mean, think red, SEC. You think Georgia, Arkansas, right? I mean, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm leaving somebody out. South Carolina wears some garnet. Alabama. Too. Alabama wears – well, Alabama wears red. Yeah. It's red. A lot of red. A lot of blue. Auburn's navy blue. Mm-hmm. Kentucky's blue. Florida's got blue. Mm-hmm. People wear blue. Oklahoma's about to join the league. They wear red. Lots of red. Red and white. Nobody wears powder. So, yeah. Well, and frankly, the color is even a little different than Carolina. It's not the same shade. It's darker. Than, than Carolina's blue. I would, I'm telling you, I would go with my primary. And I, when who, who are the nine league games next year? Troy, Georgia Tech, and I don't remember the other two. Yeah, I mean, like when you play Central Missouri State or something, that's when you throw the old traditional uniform out there and for the ESPN Plus game. But. Yeah, give the people that want that for nostalgia's sake, give it to them. That's cool. But when you play the big home game. The big TV game? White helmet, powder blue top, white pants. Troy, Central Arkansas, Georgia Tech, and Tulsa. So when you play Central Arkansas and Tulsa, you wear the navy or, or whatever, with the or the red with the gray and the blue helmet or the navy helmet with the navy jersey, whatever. Mm-hmm. But on the big games, the ones that are getting talked about? Powder. Powder. And I'd order the powder blue pants tomorrow. Which means your only suits then you wear the powder tops and the white helmets or whatever, and mm-hmm. then you, and occasionally you can wear the powder blue hat with the red jersey. Sure, yeah, you still got powder. Yeah, on. I mean you play Tulsa, that's fine. Oh, you mean that uniform even for Tulsa? You don't I mean do. the navy helmet with the navy? I'm telling you, for the eight SEC games, I'm wearing one of two suits, and the powder blue is the big thing, and we're going yeah. with it. That's okay. our that's our color. If I'm if I'm if I'm the one doing the marketing, Cole makes not, a good point. Of all the difference, because I think in baseball you get away from a different shade because baseball has that shade is their powder blue shade. That's just yeah. a baseball thing. Sure. The basketball powder blue is off. Yeah, it is. It's the wrong shade. Yeah. They need to fix that if they care. But in basketball right now, as it pertains to powders, you're a secondary brand. And you're going to North Carolina and UCLA. And I don't know if there's anything you can realistically no, do you, about No, I mean, it. that is what it is. But in football, you have a chance to be the team that wears powder. Yeah. And I don't mind that. I don't mind them always wearing the traditional uniform against LSU. The powder on red, on gray looks good, or white looks good against LSU's uniform. Sure. Yeah. That has an interesting... They wore wore powder this year. Yeah. Nobody got all shook up about it. Just win the game. Thanks. Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, you ask the kids, hey, what do you want to wear? What makes you guys feel the best? Okay. That's what you wear. Yeah. But that, look, the white jersey with the powder blue and the white pants is, is that's a really good look. Mm-hmm. I would add the stripe to the pant, and then I'd be like, we're done. 
So, which of these things you actually watching today? Are you gonna have on any of it? You interested? Uh, I have some interest in Auburn this morning. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested in Auburn. Who's playing uh, quarterback? Oh, the the uh, LSU Finley, kid. I guess, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. He's lucky he didn't break his ankle in that Alabama game. Yeah, no. it was really close. Uh, Air Force Louisville does nothing for me. I, I'm 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 interested enough in Mississippi State Texas Tech to turn it on. Uh, UCLA NC State doesn't do much for me. And I just can't believe that at 9.15 I'm still going to be engaged enough to be all that dialed into Minnesota, West Virginia. Even though it's Big Ten school? Yeah. And you like Neil Brown. I like Neil. There's some rumblings there, by the way. With him where? No, just that not super safe. Really? Mm-hmm. What do they expect? Oh, I don't know. I mean, they were really good when they were in the Big East. Yeah, I mean, they're... Let, let Rich Rod have a couple good years. Mm-hmm. Jack State, bring him home. So the Fenway Bowl is out for tomorrow. Yeah. Is the Pinstripe Bowl still on? Maryland, Virginia I'm, Tech? As far as I know, it's on. Clemson, Iowa State still on. That's a good game. It's a good game. Oregon, Oklahoma still on. Is that yep. correct? That's correct. Is that, um, is that the Alamo Bowl? Yeah. <laughs> you got UNC and South Carolina. That's on, to my knowledge. Tennessee and Purdue is on. Pitt, Michigan State, still on. Wisconsin, Arizona State, as far as I know, is still on. The uh, the Gator Bowl is now Wake versus Rutgers. I don't know, is it? Yeah. Okay. The Sun. Oh, Bo- that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, the right. Sun Bowl is now Washington State, Central Michigan. That is correct. The Barstool Sports Arizona is Bowl is canceled, is canceled, and everybody's making fun of Portnoy. Why exactly are they making fun of Portnoy? What are we? Because what? he's mean occasionally on Twitter. Yes, that's it. I mean, mean, pretty much, yeah. And he's conservative. Well, yeah, mean in a conservative way. Yeah. So he's made a ton of money, and the people who are making fun of him don't make any money, and he makes a ton of money, and so they belittle him when. He was probably one of the top five stars of the pandemic from a saving small business standpoint. He was literally one of the most charitable people during the pandemic. Yeah. And you make fun of him. And he's able to get a bowl game, and they'll have a bowl game in the future. The reason they're not having it is because of COVID. Yeah. He's also refunding every ticket to all events associated with the week, 100%. Of course he is. Yeah, 100%. That's correct. And no, it makes sense for Central Michigan. I don't blame them. They're getting $2.3 million instead of 175000 Is this so, a lot of people making fun of Portnoy? Is this a very there's small, There's just a little, little subsect over. Little, yeah, there's just little pockets here and there. Kind of like a little Everybody enjoys when something doesn't go right for him. Let's put it that yeah. way. Something tells me he's going to recover from this. It'll be all right. That's my guess. Yeah. Well, somebody had to actually give him the ball. It's not like he gets to just create the ball without somebody approving it. Um, but yes, they are continuing their golf tournament, but everything else is is canceled going with that. Uh, that so. And Portnoy's not alone in questioning the motivation of some of these cancellations. He's not the only person who says, is this really that big of a deal? Why are we testing all these people? Correct. I mean, I have that opinion. I mean, we talked about A&M a good bit yesterday. Yeah. So, anyway. All right. Uh, no show tomorrow. We'll be back with you normal time for that. Again, Ole Miss defense, Baylor offense That today. sounded like you said no show, but we do. You said a normal, a, a, a show. normal show. Yeah, another show, gotcha. normal show, gotcha. something like that. We'll, All good We will tomorrow. be back in the morning, yes. Yes. Uh, so we'll be here with you tomorrow. Again. And don't forget, I will put up the MPW Digital uh, pregame show tonight. 
needs to go it needs to go ahead and get done because I won't be able to do it tomorrow and then late in the week we got other stuff so I'm going to go ahead and put that up tonight so you'll have it and um yeah it's good stuff I think you'll really especially the part with Pete you'll really enjoy it so be back tomorrow enjoy that again contentrebelgrove.com brought to you by the Clearwater Group from uh, the bowl season as we head toward New Year's Day so have a good day take care talk to you soon This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.